Hello, hello, my friend. I'm so happy that you're here with me, and I can't wait to dig into today's episode because we're going to address one of the biggest questions that teachers who are considering leaving the classroom are currently facing, and that is, should I quit teaching? Does leaving the classroom make me a quitter? I hear from teachers constantly who feel stuck in their current teaching job, but they're just too fearful to step into another career because of what others will think about that decision. And maybe that's you. Maybe you've seen the heated arguments on social media or listened to the hush whispers in the hallways at school about teachers who want to leave being called sellouts. Well, those conversations that keep playing like a broken record through your mind are making you question your motives and your decision. But let me be the voice of reason. Whether you choose to leave the classroom or stay in the classroom until you retire, you have the ability to make your own decision. And that's exactly what we're going to dive into in this episode. Welcome to the Classroom Exit Strategies Podcast, a podcast for teachers who are thinking about leaving the classroom or starting a side hustle to grow into a self-sustaining business. My name is Jennifer Holt, and I'm here to provide you with strategic action steps designed to help you leave the classroom on your terms. So let's just be honest. Everyone has an opinion. And unfortunately, the most opinionated people get really brave on social media and they'll type things they would never say to another person's face. In fact, it's really easy to call someone names or make them feel inferior when you're behind a screen. And while those hurtful words are painful to hear, they don't actually have any power or control over you until you choose to allow that negativity to dictate your decisions. So whether this negative talk is originating online, in the real world, or just in your own mind, this episode is for you. We're going to unpack the real mindset issues we need to talk about, acknowledge the reality of your specific situation, and face the truth. So let's take an objective look at what your world looks like right now. Are you concerned about whether others will approve of your choice? If your first thought after asking yourself the question, should I leave the classroom, is I wonder what fill in the blank will think. You're on the fast track to discontentment, burnout, and depression. And you may be thinking, well, how do you know that? Well, I can tell you that was me. You see, my story is kind of different from other people's because the school environment I was working in was not toxic at all. In fact, it was amazingly supportive. But every day it was becoming more and more obvious that this was not the path the Lord had for me moving forward. In fact, let me give you a little sneak peek into what it looked like. My typical day consisted of getting up around 5.30 a.m., rushing my kids through the morning and out the door so we could arrive at school by about 7. I would give them a quick hug and kiss as I pushed them out of my room. I would teach all day, and then when my boys came back to my room in the afternoon, I would rush them through homework and then continue working to prepare for the next day. Most days, we would stay at school until 6 or 7 p.m. just so I could keep my head above the rising tide of requirements. We'd get home just in time for everyone to eat whatever takeout meal or random junk I could sling out to them really quickly before bathing and getting everybody ready for bed. Honestly, it took every ounce of my energy and focus just to give my family a few minutes of my ultra-distracted time before I would fall into my laundry-covered bed, utterly exhausted, with only one thought on my mind. I have to do this again tomorrow. It had gotten to the point where I realized I was never making any forward progress. I was on the hamster wheel of life, just running as hard as I could, but never making any progress. I was always in the same place. And in my heart, I knew I couldn't keep doing this. 
I was just so concerned about looking like the teacher who had it all together, the one with the Pinterest perfect classroom and the Instagram worthy lessons. And honestly, I had completely misplaced my priorities and I was beyond empty. Does my story sound a lot like what you're living in right now? Are you so concerned about what others think that you're willing to continue at this breakneck speed toward burnout? In my own life, I finally decided that enough was enough. I knew the Lord had created me for more in my life. And if you're feeling these same things in your heart, then you probably already know your answer. But I want to bring this thought directly to you in the form of two questions. Number one, how are your family relationships right now? Well, for many people, a major factor in choosing teaching as a career was having a coordinating schedule with their kids, you know, summers and holidays off. That meant more time to spend together. Was that a factor in your decision? I know it was for me personally. But have you noticed that lately you've had very little time for your kids? You find yourself working later and later every day just to keep up with the requirements of your job? Is your patience completely gone once you get home? Does everything seem to make you angry or upset? Are your family relationships suffering as a result of your job? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I want to point something out to you. One of the very reasons you became a teacher in the first place is now the one thing that's in jeopardy because of your job. Number two, what are your kids seeing? As teachers, we teach children. That's a given. But we have a greater impact on the children who live in our home than those we teach in our classrooms. You see, our children see us living out our beliefs and our convictions on a daily basis. But if we're overwhelmed, impatient, miserable, what are we teaching our kids? We are basically exemplifying the total opposite of what we would hope for our children. And that is that they're going to have to expect these types of negative feelings to constantly bombard their life simply because this is what it's like to be an adult. While we all need jobs, these careers shouldn't be earmarked as negative, frustrating, and totally overwhelming all the time. So let's take a second here and think about this. If the roles were reversed and you saw your child experiencing what you are currently going through, you would probably encourage your child to start looking for a different career path. You would desire something better for that child than learned helplessness. You would want your child to believe in herself enough to know that she could find a career that serves others and brings satisfaction to her life. You would want your child to have a healthy growth mindset and know that he can be anything he wants to be, even if it means learning something totally new. And you would also want your child to find a career path that sets her soul on fire and allows her to make a difference. But are you leading by example and teaching your kids a growth mindset currently? Well, if you aren't sure, I'm going to give you a little task here. Ask your kids to describe you and your typical attitude. Tell them to be honest, although that probably doesn't really need to be said because kids usually are very honest, brutally in fact. But I want to prepare you for what you'll probably hear. It may not be something you're expecting and you may not like the outcome, but trust me when I tell you this is an extraordinarily humbling exercise because our kids are honest. You see, kids are a lot like mirrors. They reflect back the things that we don't really want to see in ourselves. But just like a mirror shows us exactly what we look like, the good, the bad, and the ugly, our kids will say those things. Maybe they'll say some good things, and that's awesome. Maybe they're going to say some things that are kind of ugly or hurtful. But the truth is, if that's what they're seeing, we need to address that. And the scary part is they may say exactly what it is that we fear most. No matter how well we think we're hiding our emotions or how good we think we are at faking being happy, our kids can see straight through all of it. And I know this is a hard truth, 
And honestly, you may be ready to just hit the stop button right now. But if you will just hang with me, I have some tips that are going to help you shift everything in the right direction starting today. So let's look at them. Number one, make the decision. Now, I can't tell you whether or not you need to leave the classroom. That decision is ultimately the one you need to make based on your unique circumstances. The truth is, our world needs amazing teachers to fill our classrooms with positivity and encourage those impressionable learners with hope for themselves and their futures. But coming to school each day full of bitterness and resentment is going to be evident to your students. It'll be reflected in your teaching, and it will just fill your students with negativity. If you've been thinking about leaving for a long time, but you're letting that fear of what others think, their opinions, if you're letting that keep you stuck, then you need to make the decision today to start a side hustle, develop your exit strategy timeline, or just to write that letter of resignation. If you truly want to talk through your thoughts and ideas, I would love to meet with you via Zoom for 30 minutes. It's completely free, and it's a way for me to serve you and to help you think through your decision objectively. Just remember this one thing if you remember nothing else from this podcast podcast episode. Indecision is a decision. Number two, find small ways to be grateful. Maybe you've determined that leaving the classroom is not an option for you, but your attitude has just become overwhelmingly negative. Maybe you know leaving is the right decision, but it's just going to take a while to work out all the details and find a career to replace your teaching income. Regardless of your decision, find small ways to be grateful. Let me give you an example of why I know this is important. When I was in elementary school, I experienced panic attacks almost daily. I was constantly afraid of irrational things and desperately fearful that my parents were going to die. It had finally gotten to the point that my parents took me to a psychologist who was renowned for her work with kids. Unfortunately, everything she was telling my parents went against what they knew they needed to be doing to help me. So they made the tough decision to find a different psychologist, but this psychologist turned out to be a total blessing in my life. She had me do an exercise every day before I went to sleep. I had to write down three good things that happened that day. These things could be super simple little things or huge events. The magnitude of the thing was irrelevant. It was the exercise in and of itself that allowed me to shift my thinking from that of fear to that of blessing every single day. Of course, my thinking didn't shift immediately. And at first, I found it really, really hard to come up with three good things every day. In fact, I tended to repeat the same things day after day. But as I got used to the practice, I found my thinking shifted from trying to struggling to come up with those things at the end of the day to actually beginning my day expectantly looking for good things to happen. My thought process had been turned upside down. Instead of looking for the worst, I began waiting expectantly for good things to happen. Then when I had those bad days that we all experience, I still found little nuggets of goodness tucked inside. Maybe you feel like you are completely drowning right now, and maybe it's going to be a struggle for you to find three good things that happened today, but I want you to rise to the challenge. I want you to take this challenge on and just think of three things that happened today that were good. Maybe you helped a child do something that they had been struggling with. Maybe you were able to put a smile on a coworker's face. Even the smallest event or activity counts. I know it feels completely counterintuitive, but I promise you it works. You just have to be willing to try. And that brings us to number three, which is kick self-doubt to the curb. Don't worry, I already know what you're thinking. Yeah, sure, Jennifer, that's just real simple. I'll just do that. And I know it's not as easy as it sounds, but the fact is you should have confidence in your decision. 
And if you're hearing the word quitter echoing in your mind or being thrown at you online, consider from where these words are originating. Are they coming from someone else who feels trapped in their own career? Is your reason for wanting to leave based on just one bad day or simply your need to prove a point? Or is it that you want to leave a legacy of positivity even in the midst of struggle? And ask yourself this question. If your best friend, your spouse, or your child was facing the same decision based on the same reasons and experiences that you're having right now, would you say that he or she was a quitter? Being able to pinpoint why you're hearing this word echoing over and over and how you should respond are key to making the right decision for you. And the truth is, as much as we feel like we're under a microscope, people don't actually think about us nearly as much as we think that they do. They're more focused on themselves and what other people think about them. But the only way you're going to be able to overcome this quitter mindset is by acknowledging why you feel like leaving the classroom is the right decision for you. How leaving will positively affect those around you that you care about most and accepting the fact that you're no longer willing to be held captive by the negative narrative that's been playing for far too long in your life. So consider this your invitation to move forward with confidence. You've done all of the hard work. You've made the decision. Now go for it. You have the power to choose and I cannot wait to support you along the way. And until next time, thanks for listening to the Classroom Exit Strategies podcast at happyteachermama.com. I'm your host, Jennifer Holt, and I look forward to serving you in the next episode.